a town called Nowhere. Chapter 13 The Aftermath For a long time, nobody said anything. We just stood on the bank of the strange new river with the wounded as if the whispering of the water would explain what had happened. All in all, Dance thought, it could have been a whole lot worse. It probably would be before the end. Pete asked, You want to get a posse up and go after him, Sheriff? Dance shook his head. Let's figure out what we'd be raiding into before we go a-raiding. Besides, if that boat went upriver, then it'll come back down. Next time, we'll be ready for him. We'll be ready for target practice. As Dance thumbed rounds into his Winchester, the Englishman walked up and stood next to him. Dance looked him over and said, You got sand, mister, but if you're going to pass the time out west, you best get healed. Archimedes Croriton, my friends call me Archie, he said, holding out his hand. Good for them, said the sheriff. John Dance, what was that you was barking at him? Aramaic, Syriac, Latin, some Attic Greek, anything I could think of, really. You know what the hell they was? Not a clue, answered Archie. He nodded at the body of an archer floating by in the river and said, But I know how to find out, and started stripping off his clothes. When he reached his underwear, Archie waded into the river and swam out to the dead archer. The man's silken garment had billowed out around him, trapping air and giving his corpse buoyancy. Archie grabbed a handful of fabric and dragged the body back ashore. When Archie got to the mud, Dance helped him land his strange fish. As Archie caught his breath, Dance asked, Anything familiar about this to you? I was hoping you would know. You're the native. Archie rolled the body over onto its back and brushed the mud off his face. The man had a dark olive complexion with a large hooked nose and strange characters tattooed on his cheeks. Out of respect, Archie closed his eyes. The man's silk garments were held at the waist with a thick belt of bronze plates. Archie asked for the sheriff's knife and used it to cut the shirt open. It was surprisingly tough. The man's chest was tattooed in the same diamond pattern as his face. Archie made a close examination of the man's hands. Dance asked, Mr. Croriton, how's a man like you, obviously educated man, wind up here? Sheriff, if you can tell me where here is, I'll answer your question. Hell, you're in Grantham, Arizona Territory. Archie said, Last night I was reasonably certain that I had arrived in Grantham, but now I'm afraid I'm not so sure. Fair enough, said the sheriff. What do you make of our guest? My guess is that this man has done little else in his life but fire a bow. Professional military? No, I am saying this man was not merely in the army. His entire body, and one might well say his being, has conformed to being an archer. He gently turned the dead man over in the mud and pointed to the imbalance in the musculature of the shoulders and arms. The right arm, with a noticeably bigger bicep muscle, the left with a well-defined tricep from extending the bow, and the muscles between the shoulder blades stood out in an almost chiseled detail. He is a professional warrior, like a Spartan or a Myrmidon, 
Dance said, I never heard of them. Well, were they too dumb to duck, too? Yes, they did not react like men who had ever seen a firearm before. The question is, where did they come from? Dance spit and said, No idea. Not yet. As he looked grimly up the river. Well, then you've got bigger questions. For example, who is this military power on your doorstep? Hardly call them military if they don't have guns. Archie said, Did you not see how cool they were under attack? How they continued to knock and fire even as their commander was struck down and their comrades were dying around them? Dance rubbed his chin. Yeah, fair point. I was at Shiloh and others beside, and I never saw any company, north or south, that stood straight under fire. Yes, your civil war was fought by volunteer soldiers. These were warriors, said Archie as he buttoned his shirt. Dance said, Maybe he was a rower, looking for a way out of the mess that he was in. A rower's back is different, said Archie. How do you know that? Archie removed his shirt once again and turned around. I rode crew for Oxford, he said as he made a rowing motion, and Dance could see the imbalance in the musculature and curve of his spine. Mostly with the right, said Dance. Archie flipped his shirt back up and nodded. This man's arms are different lengths. His left is shorter than his right. He could have been at Agincourt, but that was 1415. What's he doing here? In 1888? In America, added Dance. I do just wonder about that, said Archie. Dance bristled. What do you mean? It took this land from the Mexicans. Maybe not so fair and square, but we signed a treaty on it. No, no, it's not like that. Plant whatever flag you like. I cannot. What I'm saying is, if a river appeared last night to the west of town, then what awaits us to the east, or the north, or the south? They looked at each other for a while, in the hopes that one of them would come up with an answer. Finally, Speedy Pete said, Mister, you think somebody done stole Mexico? You mean, since the Spanish? asked Archie. Mr. Croyton, cried a rasping voice. Whatever are you doing with that corpse? And where did he come from? Archie looked up and saw Jean Dumont strutting toward them with the aid of his nurse. Archie straightened up and tugged at the bottom of his waistcoat and buttoned his suit jacket in an effort to appear presentable. I was conducting an examination of sorts, Monsieur Dumont. Dumont looked at the river and the fertile plain beyond. Damned odd, wouldn't you say, <coughs> Mr. Croyton? A river from nowhere. Yes, sir. A lake collapsed in the mountains, you think? asked Dumont. Sir, I do not. This mud is of a different composition than your native soil. Come now, sir. Mud is mud. We will make advantage of this river and hope it lasts. Construct a silver mill, a ferry for travellers from <coughs> Bisbee, charging a modest fee, of course. But as for the rest... He nudged the dead man with his boot and added, Just another tribe of savages. Sir, I must. I appreciate your excitement, Mr. Croriton, but I am not paying you to examine the savages. Whatever tourism you engage in will be on your own time. 
I have a mind that is filling with water, and I am paying you your marvelous pumping engine to pump them out. Archie said, but with this unexpected development, this new frontier of possibility. The frontier is not your business, and I assure you that all those who come from Bisbee, he nodded his head and indicated where the road to Bisbee had once been, will be coming for my silver, not your corpse. That is, provided the sheriff here lets them live long enough. A man shoots me, I shoot him back, said Dance, not looking at Dumont. I do not pay you to philosophize, Sheriff. That's okay, Johnny, said Dance. You don't pay me. The town does. I am this town, said Dumont, as he checked the time on a gold pocket watch. He snapped the watch shut sharply and said, Mr. Croyton, mining has commenced for the day. And I expect you to do the same. There is much work to be done. Dumont turned and walked back towards town without waiting for an answer. Giving one last look to the far side of the river, Archie said, As you say, sir, and followed his employer. Pete looked at Sheriff Dance. Dance said, Pete, get on back to the jail and lock yourself in there with young Burdock. What are you going to do? asked Pete. I'm going to see if that John Bull was right. About what? asked Pete. He nodded at the river. It's one thing to be faced with the unknown. It's another thing to be surrounded by it.